I'm Eric Portwood, the founder of the Armed and Deadly Lifestyle and Movement. Are you ready to break the cycle of weak, unmotivated men? Are you ready to leave a legacy worth emulating? Ready to win the war fought in the battlefield of your mind? And join me as we weaponize our minds and bodies with the capabilities of extreme violence, but choose to forego that to protect, provide, lead ourselves and our families. It's time to find purpose in the pain by becoming the best version of ourself. Welcome to the Armed and Deadly Podcast. All right, what's up, guys? We are uh, coming at you episode three. Three weeks in a row now, being consistent like I said it was going to be. Um, it looks like we're going to be releasing every Tuesday and or Wednesday if uh, if we stay consistent. Um, my introduction podcast, we talked about, you know, everything that this was going to be talking about physical, mental health. Um, so we're kind of doing some both today, physical and mental health. Um, for any of you guys that follow me on social medias, you know, that I just completed uh, 75 hard back on October the 11th. So a couple of my buddies here in the office have, uh, decided to, start 75 hard and um we're going to talk about how they're doing so far and we're going to kind of compare notes and uh talk about struggles i had struggles that they've had and uh if any of you guys are thinking about doing 75 hard um you'll have a better idea what you're getting into so now we'll let uh let these guys introduce themselves so whoever wants to go first my name is Ben McElroy. I, I work out of the Gather and Short Pump, and I work for a solar company. Uh, my name is Sam Edwards. I also work here at Gather, uh, the same brokerage that Eric Portwood works at. Uh, so me and my wife are both real estate agents. Right on. All right. Um, appreciate you guys being here today to be uh, sharing sharing your struggles along with us. Uh, I know a lot of people debate on doing 75 hard or have questions or why the heck does somebody want to do 75 hard or what does what do you accomplish from 75 hard um so we'll start off with that what what 75 hard is for you guys that don't know uh what it is uh andy Frisella, the ceo of first form supplements uh lifestyle brand supplement company super motivator guy um came up with this he created this program it's a completely free mental physical toughness program it's um he has a lot of programs out there that are you know you got to pay for you pay monthly you pay weekly you got to pay for this trainer to to you know shoot you a bunch of crap really um but andy literally has laid out his program that has changed his life um and has changed multiple people's lives um, come for completely for free. Um, so what it consists of is uh, you must follow a diet. Any That can be any diet of your choosing. You just cannot falter from that diet. You have to stay consistent with the diet. Um, you have to drink a gallon of water a day. Uh, Ten pages of a nonfiction self-development style book. Uh, two 45-minute workouts a day. One of those workouts has to be outside. It doesn't matter if it's raining, snowing, sleeting, 
Now, you know, if it's lightning, you got let's be let's be honest, let's be real, and just wait till it stops doing that. But it's got to be it's got to be outside. Uh, you got to make it happen. You got to take a progress pick every day. Um, and then, last but not least, is a lot of people struggle with this one the most. Believe it or not, is the no alcohol and no cheat meals. So, um, we'll get into why. Why are you guys? Why have you guys decided to do seventy-five hard? What 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 demented ideas gave you gave you this? I'm going to have Sam answer that. <laughs> um, okay, so. Uh, this is not my first time attempting 75 hard. I will be completing it, but um, I started during uh, the 2020, the summer 2020 during quarantine because I noticed myself falling into a lot of bad habits. I noticed myself not moving, not exercising, way too much TV, way too many video games because I was sitting inside for pretty much all day. Couldn't really do much. Um, so start attempted it as a way to get back on track. Um, and now this time around, the appeal of it is really, um, lifestyle, uh, lifestyle change and getting back to what I know I'm capable of. Um, obviously pandemic, I transitioned to a new career, uh, October, 2020, adjusting to that, adjusting to different stressors and being in a new environment. There's a lot of things that I can't control, but I can't control what I'm doing on a daily basis. And so wanted to something to get me back on track to, again, controlling what I know I can control and what's the word? Um, performing at the level that I know I'm capable of. Cool. Yeah. For me, um, part of the reason why I embarked on 75 hard, it was to do so in the form of brotherhood alongside Sam. Uh, we'd started previously and, you know, made up a lot of excuses and let ourselves off the hook and we failed. And, you know, at the time I was okay with that and we, I was getting ready to get married and a lot of life stuff was going on. It just was not the ideal time to be pushing myself in that manner or so I told myself. And so coming back from my wedding, from my honeymoon, being over 200 pounds, stressed, unhealthy, um, you know, seeing Sam get challenged actually by Eric um, to finish it, I was like, you know what, why not? Why not finish it? And, uh, you know, that's not necessarily the best place to motivate yourself to start a journey like this. And I think it really, the core, core for me is this is the first time since you know, being an athlete that I've actually pushed myself to like complete something that I have predefined requisites of success. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's so easy to let yourself off the hook when I just want to be healthier is your goal. Right. Well, as long as I'm not eating potato chips all day, I'm healthy, you know? Absolutely. So now having, Hey, these are the steps to follow for X period of time and you'll see results. Like it's, it's a challenge for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's why that's why I started it. So I attempted it back in, I was still in the fire department at the time. Uh, shoot, what was that? 2019. I, I attempted it and I got to day 50 and day 50 came around. And you know what? I was like, you know what? I've really been half-assing this thing for the last couple of weeks. And I was like, I cannot get to day 75 and say that I completed 75 hard if I know in the back of my mind that I half-assed it. Right. So I quit. 
at, at there's no other way to say it. I quit at day 50. Um, so then I, I really, I never went back to it um, until now. Uh, let's see, I tell you, one of the biggest things that started for me, um, believe it or not, the, the, the no alcohol thing really was a push for me not to, to actually want to do it. Um, I found myself, I, I drank at my, at my son's seventh birthday party. And, um, towards the end of the night, I found that he wanted to play with his new toys, but dad was so like almost already hung over from right. drinking so many, you know, beers at his birthday party. I'm like, you know what, this is, something's got to change on this. So I was like, you know what? I'm starting 75 hard tomorrow. And I told my wife, I said, you know, I'm going to start 75 hard tomorrow. She said, well, if you start Wednesday, I'll do it with you. So I was like, all right, cool. So I was like, well, we're going to start Wednesday. And once again, so I, I, I counted out um, when day 75 would be, or day, you know, day 74 was going to be, um, uh, or yeah, no, day 75 was going to be the day before the, the third anniversary of my buddy that got killed in the line of duty, Brad Clark. Um, I was like, all right, well, crap, this, that's it. Like I got a, there's, there's a, you know, when you put that emotional, you tie that emotional goal to something that is difficult, it, it, it truly holds you accountable. Like you guys are saying, you know, you'll hold each other accountable. Um, and you know, my wife was doing it, uh, unfortunately towards the end, she actually broke her toe. So she didn't, she tried to complete it. She was riding a bike towards all That's the impressive. Day. she was uh yeah if you've seen her I, I will I, I delivered my son so i know she's tough so um yeah, but anyway there's a whole nother story um <laughs> That's so the next podcast. <laughs> different podcast yeah, yeah so um but anyway yeah so I, as i'm rambling along i'm taking over the mic here but um so I, I was like, you know what? When I did 75 hard the last time and I failed at day 50, I said that was when I was in the fire department, still full-time, and I was still selling real estate. And that was at that time is when I had sold the most houses while still in the fire department and doing 75 hard. So there's a part to this program that truly brings you self-accountability. It it lets you it, – it allows you the – you know at the you know how much time you actually have in a day so yeah i was like you know what i'm gonna do it again um and so this time i actually finish anyway um let's you got something to say on that yeah um that point one of the things that i've always been taught uh and typically holds true if you start if you pick one area to be accountable in whether that's your spiritual life your relationship your even if it's something as simple as, okay, I'm going to hold myself to keeping my, my living space, my apartment, my house, keeping something clean, it tends to start to spill over into other areas of your life where, yeah. all right, okay, I'm being really accountable and holding myself to a standard in one area, and then you start holding yourself to a better standard in all areas. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah, no, it makes you – it uh, the mental clarity, the no, the no alcohol, the no uh, cheat meals, none of that sugar going in you and um, staying active truly uh, keeps your mind clear. Um, so what are, you guys, what are you guys trying to accomplish by doing 75 hard? What do you, what do you expect 
when you finish? What do you hope to, to feel when you finish? So for me, part, and I, I expressed this earlier, like it's the first challenge that I've undertaken that's appeared daunting to me. Yeah. And, you know, like I've, you know, I've, I've experienced athletic and physical success and I'm, I'm consistently exercising, you know, since I was 10. And so that's never been super challenging for me. You know, it's not, it's not, it's not challenging to me the way like, you know, studying for three hours a night was, Yeah, that's hard to me. And so for me, you know, this is something that I've been more adept to, but to say, Hey, like, you know, it's been a couple of years since you were an athlete. It's been a couple of years since you've actually like, you know, tried to achieve something, all the other big goals that you've set up for yourself, you've failed. Let's start with something that's challenging, but you know, seeing it through to the end to get that to the end and be like, all right, day 76, I have a win in my column. I've completed something that 75 days prior I said I was going to work at, you know, bare minimum two hours a day once you factor in eating. Right. You know, that's, that's something for me that I can look back and say, hey, I've achieved something. What's the next step for me? Yeah. Yeah. Um, for me, it's at the end of 75 hard. It's not so much about completing it, although I will be very excited to be able to say, hey, I've done it, I've finished it, but it's about building the right habits and also getting back to the health goals that I set for myself. Um, so I gained 30 pounds over quarantine uh, because I like food and had nothing to do but cook. Um, made a lot of banana bread. <laughs> it was good. Um, and so getting my myself physically back to where I'm well, not even back to in a better shape, in better shape than I was when I, when we went into quarantine in 2020. Um, and then getting the consistency of habits. I, at one point was in the habit of reading a book a week, um, depending on the size, maybe it took me two weeks. And then I stopped reading. I was in the pot, habit of listening to a either self-development, motivational or educational podcast every day for at least an hour and that fell off. So a lot of the good habits I'd put in place, really just fell by the wayside because of uh, the pandemic. And I didn't realize how much um, being, it was just me and my wife, but being the two of us in an apartment isolated for, because we were both furloughed at the time, for a period of months, like how, how much that affects your psyche and how mentally sharp you are. And so getting back to where I, well, again, what I know I'm capable of. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it definitely um, it de- it definitely helps you. It helps the your self esteem, honestly, when you can complete just even day by day mm-hmm. or you know moment by moment of the day. Andy Frisella is a freaking genius, honestly. I mean, it's it's a it seems like a simple program. It's not a simple program. It's not easy whatsoever. That's why it's called 75 Hard. But the premise behind it is it's those small wins every single day that continue pushing that needle forward every single day. You know, like, all right, I've, I've, all right, man, it's two o'clock. I've already drank my gallon of water. Check. Cool. I've read, I've read my 10 pages. Check. And then by the end of the day, when you've checked off all of those checks, you're like, hell yeah. I just, you know, one day down, they'll move next to the next day, you know. Um, can, I, can I chime in on that? Yeah, go ahead. Um, one of the things that I've, my favorite part of this program was the reading. I uh, The first book that I started reading during this challenge 
was Atomic Habits by James Clear. Mm. And Sam read a book that I've read previously this year called The Compound Effect by Ryan Halliday. I think that is. No, um, I was reading Ego is the Enemy by Ron Halliday. Compound Effect is, is one of my favorite books, um, and that is by Darren Hardy. That's who it is. Editor-in-chief of Success Magazine. Um, but both of these books, Atomic Habits and uh, The Compound Effect, talk about the power and the, the motivation is temporary, but the, the, the experience of checking things off consistently yeah and you know i've been very blessed to grow up and have mentors and people surround me that try and help me and for a long time i had this vacuum of like fulfillment where like even if i did good that day i'd go to bed and i'd be like frustrated feeling like i didn't finish enough and my mentor sat me down he's like just make a list of five easy things every day that you're going to do and send me a picture of it at the end of the day and if you don't you owe me five bucks every time you fail yeah and so I failed one time, and I paid that man five dollars. And I was like, "That was the stupidest thing not to do." It's a waste of money, right? Well, and so and then I started every day. I the night before, I'd write out my five things. And I'd check those off. First five things I did. That it could be as easy as making your bed, doing the dishes, yeah. whatever. Yeah. But it, literally, you know, we all are searching for fulfillment, and oftentimes, some of the most fulfilling things we can do is to accomplish something, mm-hmm. and it doesn't have to be something profound. Right. You don't have to climb Mount Everest to feel like you achieved something that day. I'm sure the high for my Everest is a little bit higher than, you know, making my bed every day, but there's still something to be said for those consistent daily intentionality of doing things. Yeah. No, I mean, you say, but there, you know, there are some people that not even are capable of climbing Mount Everest. So, so that making their bed, you know, that could be a truly, you know, taxing, you know, event for somebody. Right. So that is like huge, you know, it's just about, a like you say, accomplishing things. I love it. Yeah. No, yep. it, it, you hit that hit the nail on the head for sure um so as far as the what what is you made you've made this commitment to complete this thing what what for you guys is is the hardest hardest part of making making a commitment and, and sticking to that commitment well do you want to go or? go ahead um for me, the hardest part, I've always struggled with consistency um, and doing something for an extended, doing one thing for an extended period of time. Um, and so the, really the hardest part is the days you wake up and you're like, okay, like, I've been doing this for 20 some days now, like, yeah. do I really have to do this again? Like, I'm tired, I don't feel like it, or like, and coming from a... I used to be a personal tra- trainer. My degrees in exercise science. Like, from an exercise perspective, like, all right, if I walked for three miles every day for fourteen days, like, doing it the fifteenth day isn't really going to change much. Like, as long as I pick it back up the sixteenth day, like, it's it, everything's good. And so, it's really easy to justify why you wouldn't keep doing it. And that's why I think the accountability, um, and if you can doing it with somebody else or having high accountability yourself or um, joining a Facebook group or whatever, um, I think that accountability plays a vital role in it. Yeah. Because it's easy to let yourself down. You're probably the last person you should let down, but it is super easy to just say, you want to what? I'll let myself down. But if you have someone who's doing it with you, it's much harder to let them down. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, for me, like, my personal difficulty with 75 Hard, it started out with time management. 
Like that was a big wake up call for me. I've I've been in an industry for the last almost two and a half years now where I didn't I've never I haven't had a set schedule since college. Um, I make my own hours. I work when I want, and there's nobody yeah. really okay. above me well, that can. All of t- us are that way, right, right now. <laughs> and uh, it, that, it's a double-edged sword for anybody yeah. that works. You know, f- f- five days a week, eight hours a day. You know, there's there's blessings and curses. But one of the things that it forced me to do is, you know, when you're going through your checklist for the day and it's 11:30 p.m. and you've been up since 5 a.m. and you're like, I have to do an outdoor workout, or I have to do two workouts. You're miserable. And, you know, you have to look yourself and, you know, yourself in the mirror and say, all right, like, nut up or shut up, you know, yeah, yeah. get out there and walk. And well, it, was many, it was a many a night that my, my wife, like, I, would, I was getting whiny. I yeah. mean, honestly, like, it would be, uh, she's a nurse, uh, you know, an RN down at VCU here in, in Richmond, and uh, she'd get home 8 o'clock at night, and we, I was waiting to do the outdoor workout with her, and we got a 7-year-old son, so we were dragging him outside with us at 9, 9, 30, 10 o'clock at night, and I was I was, getting, I was feeling sorry for her, so I, I'd, I'd start whining. I'm like, what in the hell is the point of this? Like, the, you know, and she would pretty much just say, Let's just go do it. We, yeah. We've made this commitment. Let's let's Knock it let's out. do it. Yeah. And that second workout to me was always the uh, the the grab your balls type of right. part, part of the day. Pull, pull yourself true, up by your britches. It, it truly was like you could finish the rest, but that it was something about having to do that second workout and it had to be outside. I'm like, come on, man, like. Yeah. So, and you only do so many uh, two a.m. workouts before you realize, like, hey, I should probably get my schedule <laughs> under control. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And so, uh, Sam and I, um, we've come up with a system where we, for most days, get up at five a.m. Which, if you're not accustomed to it, sucks. Yeah. But now that yeah. we've done it with regular consistency, you know, hoping to build more on that habit. But getting up at five a.m., get our outdoor workout in. What we walk to the gym. Yeah. And then we work out and by seven thirty, eight o'clock you're done with you know, two parts of your, your day. Sure. And at that point, you know, you've worked out, you go home, you shower off and you're ready for the day. You're not rolling out of bed and going to work half asleep, like yeah. you're awake and alert. Like my bedtime's nine o'clock now. Yeah. <laughs> right. But you you've already, like you say, it's such those check offs during right. the day. 100%. Oh, man, I'm I'm you know, you you're feeling proud of yourself. You're like, Hey, I've accomplished this already. Mm-hmm. It's you know, eight o'clock in the morning where most people shit some people are still sleeping at yeah. eight o'clock in the morning you know they're they're uh you know here here you have worked out twice and not know, today pound and a half of <laughs> yeah. not today. Well, i'm glad i'm not doing it right now god bless y'all yeah i mean i, I it's raining right now in richmond and uh, i went out and got my outdoor workout in it yeah. rained on me while i was walking and yeah. it, it was cold <laughs> yeah some of those those are some of my best ones i, I like to be out in the rain that brings back my the army days there you, know, you go put yeah. my rucksack mm-hmm. on and go uh march around the neighborhood that was the best um so y'all what what else you got what else kind of what other kind of workouts are y'all doing to uh to switch it up uh, you know 75 days is a long time to do the same freaking workout every single day so it definitely is <laughs> um so i actually my plan was to go into, and I don't think I communicated this with Ben, even though we're doing it together. My plan, because I honestly had been very inactive, was to start with a modern intensity workout 
lifting four days a week, uh, cardio three days, and then walking just to get my body used to being active for an hour and a half a day. And now that we're past week three, lifting five days a week, still walking, but then adding in um, this Saturday, I'll be going to a yoga class just to do some active recovery, um, as well as some kettlebell and jump rope outdoor workouts, um, and just kind of gradually ramp up the intensity smartly. I mean, you can't ramp yourself up for 75 days. You'll, you'll break yourself. But yeah. um, if you're doing the right things to recover, um, but yeah, building up that intensity. Um, so just switch lifting programs and then adding in some outdoor cardio options. Yeah. Well, that's it. I mean, at least you make a great point. Um, you know, there's a, there's a lot of a lot of conflicting arguments out there with people talking about 75 hard or bashing the program in general because, mm-hmm. you know, oh, man, what the – why are you going to do two workouts? You're going to kill yourself. It's not healthy. And, well, you, you just explained it. Like, the, the point of it is not to kill yourself. It is to – to work out twice a day working out twice a day doesn't mean that you're puking in the corner right. both times that you worked out you can you can do yoga yoga is a workout if you if for, for you guys that are listening and have never actually tried yoga and you're and you think it's stupid go try it like, difficult <laughs> it, like I, you will be in a puddle of sweat if you're taking the right yoga class or 100%. take a hot yoga class or active you know. as active recovery i mean i don't know if anyone listening has worked with a trainer or been shown how to do it properly but even just doing active recovery some myofascial release whether it's some stretching and foam rolling and uh different mobility exercises none of them are physically challenging but if you do them properly you'll be sweating but two minutes in oh yeah and it's it's all designed to help you be better the next time you get into a workout or into the gym yeah i know when i started i went out i went all i went out all out too fast so three days in the 75 hard i'm like oh my god and i knew better right. but but i was like super motivated ready to, ready to go at it even though i knew better i still did it that third day that, motivation runs third, out real third quick. day the pain <laughs> the pain set in and i was like all right so that was when i started switching it up but for uh for like so we 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 follow the typical dude bro lifting schedule yeah. of monday chest day tuesday back day wednesday leg day <laughs> thursday shoulder you know uh, and we switch it up every now and then, but one of the things that I've had to be more cognizant of is not making it a competition. Um, Sam sure. and I are blessed to have a a friend, a very good friendship and uh, brotherhood spirit between us, but there's definitely an air of competition when we're doing stuff, and <laughs> everything's sure. a competition. So yeah. when we're in the gym, like remembering that you know maybe I can shoulder press 75 pound dumbbells, but. Should I shoulder press anybody on dumbbells for multiple? Not if you sets. want to be survived for right. tomorrow. And so that's the biggest thing is like you know waking up in the morning and like you're like oh I deadlifted 400 pounds the other day for multiple reps. Now everything hurts and I still have to get up and do yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. So it's 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 a it's a it's a marathon, not a race. Or, you know. Well, and for me, one of the things that I realized. So uh, I hate admitting this because. Uh, I just hate admitting it, but I just turned 30, which isn't old by any means, but Ben is 23, and my cousin who's been working out with us is 21, and so they're both operating as much as I'd like to say they're not. They're operating. Man, I, I should have worked out with y'all, because I'm almost 40. Yeah. So. No, you should have. <laughs> You're not invited. <laughs> uh, 
one of the things I realized is I need to be I I can still go harder than Jim, but I need to be smarter. Like ego lifting with Ben isn't going to get me anywhere, and in terms of recovery, and also to that. I kind of crashed uh, about two days ago and was exhausted and I couldn't figure out why. And I was running on about five to six hours of sleep a night, mainly typically five for 21 days straight and working out twice a day. And I was like, why am I just exhausted the last three days? I was like, I've never focused on prioritizing sleep because you hear everything. Oh, you can't sleep out hours a night. Elon Musk sleeps six. Everyone uh, millionaires wake up at 5am. Like, but doing something that is doing 75 hard where you are having to work out twice a day and then I was cutting so in a caloric deficit and running on five hours of sleep and just mainlining caffeine to stay awake, you can't do that long term. Unfortunately, when I was 21, I could. I could do it fine. Like in 18, 19 in college, right. I could right. like beat myself up and go on four hours of sleep. But now, not so much and it something could be said for the fact that i actually have a real job and i'm not in college taking naps now too <laughs> yeah. everyone says that but you forget that most college kids have four classes and they sleep for half the day right shoot i had to take a nap myself uh what was a day sunday this past week man i the same thing same thing i mean you, you guys got to you know i'm all for being super gung-ho and and motivated and and working out hard and pressing for your goals but at some point you you have to be cognizant of you know what you're doing to your body and how much sleep you're getting uh sleep for me um i know is one of my non-negotiables um it 16 years in the fire department i didn't realize how sleep deprived i was until i left um and now that i prioritize at least seven hours of sleep a night um it was what hit me is i had only gotten four and a half hours of sleep the night uh, before and then i got up to go to jujitsu went to jujitsu rolled for an hour and then went to straight to the gym right after that and lifted for another hour so on four and a half hours of sleep and then the next day i'm like why do i feel like i got hit by a bus you did wonder why one of the uh (laughs) for me like this is another thing one of my mentors went over with me and one of the things that atomic habits um the comp like all these all these books kind of build on similar core principles you know sleep is incredibly important and it's not just necessarily making sure you're getting good sleep but it's about the routine that you set up with sleep and so for me, like, you know, I grew up with ADHD. I got tested two weeks ago. I'm in the hundredth percentile of like the most severe ADHD in six of the eight categories. Like the doctor literally looked at me. He's like, he literally said, I'm a fascinating subject. Mm. <laughs> Danger. Thanks, um, right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to go somewhere else. Now. <laughs> Second opinion. Right. But, you know, like with that, you know, I'd always I'd always made this idea about myself that I can't wind down for bed that I can't fall asleep and I'd get into bed and I'd sit on my phone for hours or I'd toss and turn. And one of my mentors challenged me, he's like, do these six things. And he's like, put your phone charger outside of your bedroom. You can't charge your phone in your bed. Yeah. I was like, mm-hmm. first two days I was like, this is stupid. Like I'm just sitting in bed, <laughs> I'm bored, you know. And then I started to fall asleep 
And like now when I go to bed, like once I brush my teeth, like I'm already like sleepy. And when yeah. I lay down, like my wife gets mad at me because she's like, you never talk to me when I'm in bed. And like I hit, I hit the pillow and I'm like <laughs> immediately. And so it's one of these things where like, you know, just over the past 20, 25 days, yeah. I've basically reinvigorated my sleep hygiene. Like I can fall asleep so fast. And so it's, it's awesome. Like I've never been able to do that my entire life. It's always been something that I've struggled with. Yeah. And now just like, Hey, reducing my exposure to like blue light to like, like my wife loves to listen to podcasts to fall asleep. Mm. My brain's like sound. Yeah. I can't do it. I'm like, you need to not do that. Like read a book, do something like don't yeah. involve me. <laughs> and so it's one of these things where like prioritizing that, you know, like that's not a fun conversation to have with your wife when like, she's like, I can only fall asleep listening to TV, and I'm like, I can't. Yeah. I'm working out twice a day. So, yeah, so how is sleeping in separate rooms going? Okay. So going okay? here's the thing: bedroom's very nice. We we have two really nice beds. One's a purple, one's a memory foam. I'm good either way. Uh, well, that's a that's um, something in, uh, that I found. I actually just sat down and did um, Monday morning. Uh, the book The Compound Effect talks about bookending your day. Um, Jordan Peterson talks about it a little bit as well. It's in Atomic Habits, but um, basically setting up a pretty strict morning routine and a strict evening routine. And honestly, um, the time you start the evening routine is less important than the time you wake up, but both are important because. For me, it's really easy to, um, one of the habits I fall into is if I had a busy day, it's like, oh, well, you're almost uh, bargaining time with yourself saying, well, I, I didn't get to do any, I didn't get to enjoy any entertainment. I didn't get to watch TV, scroll on Instagram, play yeah. video games. Yeah. So I know it's 11, I should go to bed, but I can stay up till midnight and, and get an hour in of a TV show or something. And instead of doing that, just saying, all right, whether it's 9, 10, or 11, like, this is the time that I start my routine, and this is what I do, so, and sticking to that, it, like Ben said, it makes your sleep habit, you you truly set a, a pattern for yourself, and almost a ritual for sleep, so when your body starts doing it, okay, now it's time to go to bed, it starts shutting down, and same for in the morning, um, it just helps you manage the two parts of your day you have 100% control of, the hour before you go to bed, and the hour to two hours when you wake up. Yeah. Um, yeah. That this that that's very important topics on the sleep because you know doing all this the seventy five. I mean, you got to get sleep for this. So, um, so how are you guys? So the get we got to get a gallon of water in. So some people that can that can uh, freak people out too. You know, so, I mean, because you got some some smaller females out there that are you know trying to get in a gallon of water versus you know bigger guys like you know it might not be it might be a little difficult so are you guys measuring how are you guys measuring your your water or like, pull it up sam <laughs> show them <laughs> drink all the water pee all the time yeah so best 50 dollar investment we've made um Happy birthday, I guess. Um, but we actually went on Amazon. It's a metal gallon jug. Um, I do not recommend taking it on a hike because it is very heavy. Yeah. But uh, you fill it up every morning and you're good to go. Um, best tip I can give people for it is it does suck because you have to use the bathroom all the time. But the more of it you can drink in the morning, um, it, 
front front loading it makes it a lot yeah, easier. Yeah, I still I've, I've actually gotten once you get in the habit of drinking that water. I, I typically now even now I still uh, get up and I'll chug about thirty two ounces of water right right 100%. out of the gate when I when I wake up because um, I, I typically fast uh, intermittent fast in the morning. I don't. I, I don't. Uh, I don't have a set time. I just don't eat before I work out, and sure. you know, depending on what a workout is. But so to get that thirty-two ounces of water in, it really changes yeah, everything. Change, yeah, it gets yep. get you get you moving. So for me, I have the same jug as Sam. Uh, my Brita filter in my apartment, uh, I filled up every single night, it's and this why this drives my wife nuts because my Brita filter will perfectly fill that, and yeah. then I'll have to refill it. So there will be no cold water when uh, when she wakes up. Um, I'm sorry. <laughs> Sounds like you should uh, fill it at night, put the warm water in yours, and then fill it up again for her. We'll, we'll get there one day. Um, but one of the things that I wanted to say is, you know, through this process, caffeine can be a useful tool for you. But if you rely solely on caffeine to get you up in the morning and keep you sustained throughout the day, you're going to crash. And it's going to come hard. Um, one of the coolest things ever is if you can drink 32 you know, ounces of water in the morning, it, it chemically does very similar things to caffeine in your brain, but it doesn't come with that steep drop off. Right. And, um, so I'm, I'm not going to get into neurochemistry. I am not a uh, neuroscientist, but pretty sure the word's cortisol. Uh, to echo that, I can't remember what it, um, caffeine interferes with your liver clearing something. If you drink it too early in the morning, uh, it just hurts my kidneys. Oh, yeah, anyway, it, um, but yeah, if you can, like so many people will say, all right, as soon as I wake up, I got to get my caffeine. And if you can do water for the first two hours and then get your caffeine, and you'll actually avoid that mid-morning crash that a lot of people get with the 100%. first cup of coffee in the morning. Sure. Um, I, I will say um, with this gallon of water, it's, it's such an, it's a, it's a fun thing to just make it a task. Like I, you know, come into work, I bring that and I get one of these and I just constantly fill it up, drink it. Go to the bathroom 12 times a day, you're good. Right, right. But then I'll get home, and I'll be like, well, I don't really want to drink water. And then I'll wake up in the morning, and I'll feel like all dehydrated, and like my eyes will be puffy. And I was like, turns out if you drink a gallon of water before noon and then don't drink water, your body is not Still happy. Right. <laughs> yeah. right. Well, some days I'll finish this, and then I'll be like, all right, like I, um, I've got some family staying with me. My uh, cousin's living with me right now, and uh, he's like, all you have to drink in the house is water. You never have anything else. I'm like... That's all I drink. Like even before seventy five hard, like, right. I never stocked right. soda or anything. I just right. I only drank water. I was very blessed to be in a similar situation. I know so many friends that like Mountain Dew, Dr Pepper. My wife's mom is addicted to Coke. Like, yeah. Not not, That's but like Coca Cola. <laughs> Coca Cola. Okay. Uh, oh, but like man. she like it's you know like, it, it's <laughs> it's it's such a weird thing though. Like I was not allowed to drink that growing up, and now like you know I just drank water all the time. Yeah. And I love it. Like I don't, I don't regret that. Yeah, it's about some, my son's seventy. I don't, he's never had. He's ever even had a sip of our good soda. So we and no reason just, to we start. Drink, we drink water. He has like he does have a juice box, but he's limited to those as well. So I guess that, that, that'll lead in. Did, did y'all touch on? I may have I may have dozed, uh, blacked out for a second. Did y'all touch on the uh, diet, exact diet that you're following? No, we have not gone into that. This brings up a. Uh, this is a good time. Is this good, this a good time? Uh, hey, up to you. So we ha- we have not uh, touched on the diet, and one of the things that I realized is 
having been a personal trainer for five years, there's a lot of different ways you can manipulate a diet. Um, yeah. Every diet works, which is sure. no one no one likes to admit high carb works, high fat works, intermittent fasting, intuitive eating, counting macros, vegan, all like carnivore, everything works. It's just, does it work for you and can you sustain it? Vegan doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, all you vegan people out there. I don't, sure look, I don't agree with it either. I'm pretty sure there's Bible verse that's somewhere that says, be nice to vegans. I'm paraphrasing, but... Uh, <laughs> is that in the message? Yeah. Um, but um, one of the things I realized is... Well, one of the nice things is 75 Hard doesn't restrict you to a specific diet. And yeah. I had mapped out, because staying consistent with a the diet, there was I basically mapped out... 45 to 50 days sticking to one, and then I was going to transition because of the fitness goals I had. One of the things I realized the day after Halloween, so Ben had a uh, Halloween party. Um, I was being, cur- being encouraged to quit and stay at the party and not go home and work out. I'm like, no, I have to go home, work out. Not by Ben. It was it was other people there. Ben, was, ben, ben held me accountable. But one of the things I realized Monday... Um, even Sunday night was I had been half-assing my diet because I know how to manipulate my diet a bunch of different ways. I was like, oh, that's what I'm doing. When in reality, I was just eating what I wanted to probably four out of the 23 days at the time. Um, so because of that, I actually started over, and I hadn't told Ben yet. So ben, I get a live reaction from Ben that I started over because I'd been bullshitting on my diet. Integrity is important. I'm proud of you. Okay. <laughs> hey, see, that was a good response. That was a great response. <laughs> I'm so excited to eat cheesecake in front of you on Christmas, and you just can't handle it. Oh. Uh, how the, how those uh, two pieces of pizza you ate earlier? Those were actually for Justin. I was smuggling them out. You can you can call him. <laughs> um, for those that don't know, I uh, Sam passed me in the hallway earlier. I had two pieces of pizza on a plate, and Sam looked at me. He's like, "Those aren't seventy five hard approved." Um, I was I was grabbing those for a buddy. Shout out to Justin. Shout out to Justin. So for me, like diet um, again, diet's never been my strong suit. Uh, I hate meticulous activities. Um, so like trying to get me to write down what I'm eating and track my calories in an app is like nails on chalkboard to me. I just don't want to do it. Right. Um, so basically the, 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 the diet that I, we initially talked about and kind of focused on was sub 2,400 calories a day prioritizing protein. Yeah. And then we kind of agreed, Hey, one sweet thing a week, whether that's, you know, a small piece of cake, something like that. Yeah. All right. What are your thoughts and on that? I, I would say um, I would say Andy Rosella would not agree with the piece of cake. Okay. Well, so for me, and this is this is where interpretation comes into play because it says cheat meals, mm-hmm. and for me, like a cheat meal is like McDonald's, or you know something that you go out and you grab a shake at something. That's what that's what I interpreted it to be. Okay. So to this point, because we actually had this conversation off of uh, offline, not on a podcast, and I'd love to, to like rehash it and have it again because um, with seventy five hard, one of the things is it can be a lot of people can interpret it to be extremely restrictive, and then again, what counts as a cheat meal? And there's a guy if you feel like looking him up, Brad Pilon. He kind of wrote the book on intermittent fasting. Um, he wrote Eat Stop Eat. He helped it show up mainstream. 
And one of the things he talks about when he always talks about any type of dieting um, is adherence. And let's say as a trainer, if I'm helping somebody, let's say they have a goal to lose fat. And I'm like, all right, we figure out, we calculate out macros, calories, or maybe we don't. But for sake of argument, let's say we're, we're just tracking macros and calories. And someone says, all right, we're going to hit 2,300 calories we're going to hit this much protein, and after that, carbs and fat, really, like, it's, as long as you're hitting protein, like, you can swing one way or another throughout the week, and it doesn't affect you very much. I'm broad strokes here. One person may say, you want to know what, like, for adherence, like, three Oreos, like, if I have kept three Oreos a day, like, I am set, and I can, like, be strict, I can eat chicken, rice, do whatever else, but, like, those three Oreos, like, I'm done after that. But there's other people who eat one cookie and, like, shove all the cookies in their mouth. And so the question is, like, with a cheat meal, does adding something in that helps for sustainability count? Because if you're someone, like, Brad Pilon talks to me, he's like, look, I have one beer, I have, like, two beers, like, I have two beers a week, and I have to, like, have, like, a, a quarter cup of mint chocolate chip ice cream every day. Like, okay, like, the man's 50 years old and 9% body fat and... Now he's vegan, so he's not doing the ice cream. But question is, like, is that a cheat or is that something to help with adherence? So per 75 hard, it, it, I think per um, Andy's uh, viewpoint, it would be a cheat. Okay. Um, absolutely a cheat. Now, would I, for the listeners... Um, I would, I guess, going against what Andy is saying, um, I think he has the, the point of doing this 75 hard is, is that is the mental toughness behind it and, and to not have a single cheat. But I am also a firm believer of sustainability. So for me, I have continued 75 hard minus the second workout. Um, and I don't have not read every single day, but I still have not drank alcohol. Um, I've had some sweets, but I haven't gone overboard. Right. So I, you're, the point you're making, I, I like the point. Um, is it a cheat for 75 hard? Yes. But I think for me personally, I think it's a bigger win if you can get somebody to make that step in the right direction to have to to have a healthier lifestyle and if that one and if to get them to have that healthier lifestyle is that one little cheat or one cookie a day i, th- I think that is 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 a big is a big win in my mind now 75 hard maybe not maybe not but right. one thing i'd you know one of the books I'm reading for 75 Hard is 12 Rules for Life by Dr. Jordan Peterson. Highly recommend it. It is not the ideal book for 10 pages a day for 75 Hard. We were joking about this earlier. Like, It's a thick a, boy. Th- it's a thick book, but it's a tall book, and the print is small. So 10 pages in that book are like you know 15 to 20 in a regular size book. So you know definitely definitely a difference there. But one of the things that he talks about is when you're making lifestyle changes – it's not advantageous in a lot of cases to make huge overcommitments. So, you know, for instance, if I'm eating candy, sugar, whatever, every single day of the week in massive quantities and I decide to go cold turkey, there's a 99% failure rate. And within three days, I'll be back. 
But if you can start to, you know, cut back with consistent improvement, you know, 30%, 20% beyond that, 15%, now you start getting it down to where, hey, this isn't, you know, a life-threatening addiction. It's now something that you can incorporate yeah. in a healthy, sustainable way. Yeah. And, you know, there's, there's applications to any kind of addiction or any kind of reliance on substance or whatever to be had there. But I would agree, like, for 75 Hard, like, you know, if you're going to do the program that you know, you don't have to follow the, the rules that he laid out. Yeah. Well, so yeah. I, I would ask that, and because when, so the question is, because when I was at my leanest, and that this is like post high school and college, this is when I was, it was probably three, two years ago, I was getting up, I was fasting till noon, I was having two protein shakes while I was at work, I'd have a, um, um, a piece of fruit uh, after the two protein shakes, uh, and then I'd go home and eat dinner. And then about 8, 9 o'clock, I would make myself, I'd measure out, um, just because it's, um, uh, what is it, half a cup of ice cream. And I'd have that every night, I'd either half a cup of ice cream, which is about 300 calories, or I'd have an English muffin with Nutella on it. That's also about, that's like 320 calories. And that was kind of my routine every evening, every night, and it gave me, like, okay, had something sweet, like, nice, nice little, like, ending my day, but I kept me from overindulging and just going and like, hey, I want a milkshake from Chick-fil-A, which is like a thousand, a thousand calories. Um, so for the, but for the 75 hard program, like if you are, let's say if your diet, if you say you want to, I'm going to get, let's go with the macro example. I'm going to have someone factor out my, figure out my macros, carbs, fat, protein, and my calories I'm hitting. And if I'm eating something, if I'm if a Rice Krispie Treat fits within that, and I have a Rice Krispie Treat, but I'm hitting it and I'm hitting my caloric goals, I'm dropping weight or gaining weight, depending on what your goal is, is that a cheat if that's the diet you set for yourself? I, th- I think the the bigger, the well, I don't think, I know, the bigger part that Andy is trying to instilling in you is the discipline. Playing devil's advocate and, uh, over here. I, I know you are. <laughs> but I think you know the answer as well. So, uh Yes. Does does that work? Absolutely. But it's the now do seventy five hard. Don't eat the rice krispie treat. But then when you finish seventy five hard, then you've already you've disciplined yourself enough to uh continue with a healthy lifestyle, then it's okay. Add in that rice krispie treat. Count those macros or, or whatever. Okay. But um for for uh, for my podcast sake and for supporting my man Andy Frisella, I've got I got to, uh, I got to speak up. Uh, so, that's that's fair. Yeah, yeah. I like the accountability. Yeah, but uh, his his program is is hands down. Uh, it 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 honestly it has even led me to sitting in the spot that I'm sitting in currently. Uh, I've been pondering about starting this podcast for uh, since July of 2019. Uh, it, it was it was sitting on Apple with zero content on it, um, and then I started seventy five hard again, and I had a re reignited passion to be productive, mental clarity, no alcohol, reading the motivational books, the uh, self development books. Um, so the th- it was pushing me to do the hard things that I didn't necessarily want to do. So that would lead into, yeah. Would the Rice Krispie Treat fit into my diet? Sure, but the hard thing to do would be to say no to it. 
So leads me again to where I'm sitting even today. I didn't feel I didn't even feel like recording a podcast today. Just simple as that. Like I was tired. Um, but how am I going to say I don't feel like doing a podcast on 75 hard? Like remember the just, conversation we had with Casey in here? It would have gone something like that. <laughs> right. So I don't. Um, so to that point, um, that I, do you care if I like riff for like two minutes? Go ahead. Uh, I was gonna say to that point, that's actually why I restarted seventy five hard. Yeah. Is um, so the stage we're at. Ben Ben was having a Halloween party, and um, one of the things that some of our friends have said about us doing is like, all right, well, you're not really like, like it's not like a diet diet program. So like, if you want to like lean out and just get shredded, there's other things you can do. And like, it's kind of stupid. Like, why do you have to work out? Like, it's not good for you. Everyone's like giving us all the objections. And one of our friends was trying to get me a mail in the workout. He's like, well, just do pushups in here. And like, you're good. I'm like, that's kind of mailing it in. And Ben made the comment that the program isn't, a diet program, it's not an exercise program, it's a mental toughness program. And so I left the party, I went home, I did my workouts, I read that night, and but one of the things I was I realized is you wanna know what it is a mental toughness program and I've chosen the easy route probably three or four days in the last week of diet because I did what was convenient instead of what I committed to myself doing. And so um, it was one of the things where I was sitting there and I was like, I could finish 75 hard. I'd be leaner. Like, no one would know the difference. Like, I'd physically be able to show I'd done it. I'd be able to check everything off and do that nice Instagram post. But I wouldn't have felt as good about it at the end of it because I didn't, like, I didn't do what I committed to myself. And no one else would have known. But it was one of those things. I was like, I want to finish the 75 days and feel good about it at the end. Right, right. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I think those are some good final thoughts. Um, got any final thoughts, Ben, on... Uh, um, sorry, you just brought up a, a story I met I had with his wife, actually, just a minute ago. Um, but no, as far as 75 hard, um, no, I mean, it's, it's a challenge, and it's something that you either do or you don't. And so for, you know, now I'm sitting here and I'm like, well, do I have to restart too? <laughs> and so, so let's talk about that, that real quick, Ben. That integrity question there. It's, uh, yeah, I mean, that's, it's, the, uh, that's the point of it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, so part of the, part of the group that I'm a part of in my industry, you know, it was a challenge a couple months ago to do 75 hard and I opted not to do it. I was at the time training for something else. It did not fit my, you know, I was going to Utah for a week and a half. Like it just was not the ideal time. And you can call me out for that. I mean, I guess I was being a baby. Um, but this guy, he, yeah, you said it. Yeah, hey. <laughs> I'll own up. Um, but you know, this friend of mine, he was on day 72. Oh, wow. He was in Hawaii on vacation with his family for his birthday like it was uh, his birthday and his anniversary lined up and he did everything he stuck to his diet didn't drink didn't cheat and he forgot to take a progress photo and you know he he contacted this group chat that we were in and he was like you know you could tell he was crying and he's like I'm gonna restart and he finished a couple weeks ago and I'm like I I reached out to him I was so proud of him but I was like nobody would have known yeah Nobody, yeah, except for him, right? He wanted to be able to say that he did it. So, 
Yeah. No, I like it. I like it. Those, uh, yeah, I mean, we're coming up coming up on an hour here, so I'd like to, I'd like to wrap things up within an hour. Um, yeah, so I appreciate, I mean, appreciate you guys. That was a lot of good, a lot of good information, a lot of good uh, advice, especially for the people out there that may have had questions or, you know, maybe thinking about starting it or maybe in the middle of, of it or maybe even completed it and uh, are now questioning, did I actually complete it? Right. Yeah. Um, I mean, one of the, like, I, I just had like a thought and maybe I'll, I'll share it. Yeah, go ahead. Um, you know, if you are listening to this and you're like, man, that sounds fun or I'd want to do that, like, nobody's ever going to walk up to you and like, be like, do this. Like no one, no one's going to come alongside you and say like, Hey, this is exactly what you need to do to get your life back on track or to start building momentum towards something that you want to achieve. Yeah. You know, like if you're very, very blessed, you'll have mentors and people that are, that'll be in your life and in your sphere that'll like check in on you and help you and be there for you. But at the end of the day, the responsibility to start and to finish something starts with you. Right. And it ends with you. Love it. You know, so you know, if there's something you want to do, feel free to reach out to Eric, reach out to us, reach out to someone. I mean, start that. Like, once that conversation's out there, that's the, that's what starts everything. Yeah. So. And last thing to that point is there is it. There's never a good time to start. No, it's it's almost it's almost a three month program. It's 75 days. You can say, hey, I'm gonna start in January, but then you run into Valentine's Day. If you start after that, you run into <laughs> Easter. You start in the summer. You're running into uh, barbecues, cookouts. Right now, it's football season. It's like, oh well, what about Thanksgiving and Christmas? Assuming nothing catastrophic happens, there'll be another Thanksgiving, Christmas time to get with family. There's never a good time to step back and say, I'm gonna not indulge and focus on me for almost three months. But if you do it, at the end, you'll your future self is gonna thank you for it. And so, if you want to start it, I say start now. Yeah. Oh, great points, guys. I, I really appreciate y'all coming on and talking about 75 Hard. Like I said, you know, it was a big, big turning point for me. Uh, we thank Andy for uh, developing this thing. That dude's a freaking genius, like I've said before. Um, anyway, you know, that's what that's what this whole podcast is about, Armed and Dadly. It's a, it's a lifestyle. It's a vision. It's a, a movement to get like-minded men and and people in general together to hold each other accountable and uh do the hard things to uh improve themselves so um thanks again guys yeah happy to be here thanks for having us see you man all right guys thanks for listening hope you're getting some value out of this content out of this podcast um if you are go on whatever platform you're listening to us on and give us a rating or review it really goes a long way to get us free get the reach get us out there get us seen by everybody so we can continue to help everybody grow uh, feel free to reach out to me on instagram at armed and badly that's where i'll be most active and if you're looking for coaching feel free to dm me as well and i'd be happy to help you with that again thanks again for listening to the armed and badly podcast <laughs>